party. They eat fruit and cucumber. A big bang came and they and they died. Good morning, sweet world. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Monday, February 3rd. I'm J.D. Skeets. Alongside me here, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey yo, hey yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Hello. There is, and here we are, Daddy Tass, still at home with baby Noah. But we expect him back in the office very, very soon, so don't you worry about that. Guys, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc., you know, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. As always, we'll be stepping on the beach a little later this week. So get your cues and your comments in. We're going to get to winners and losers of the NBA weekend in a second. But first, I got to know, how are those uncooked carrots? <laughs> Did you watch the Super Bowl, mate? No, nah, no. Nah. You didn't even watch it. Skipped it last night. What were you watching instead? Well, actually, JD would be uh, happy to know. I was watching Indiana Jones Ooh. last night. Yeah, <laughs> why would I be happy to know that? Oh, you're a big Indiana Jones fan. I do love. I do love that franchise. Yeah, I thought you were a sports guy, man. Oh, Honestly, yeah, I, I thought I, you were. And you're I not even be. watching I the Super Bowl. You know, it's been. I think in North America, I've lived now for 14 years. I think okay. something like that. Can't get into football. Okay, I just can't get into it. I've tried. I've tried. I've given it a go. I've watched a few Super Bowls. Just doesn't hold me. Well, you missed a good one. You did miss a good game. I mean, not that you would care, but it was, uh, it, but no, it, held you. it was fast. Yeah. It was very quick. It didn't go into midnight or anything like that. It was over fairly quick and, uh, it was entertaining and it was a close game. It had a little comeback there in the fourth. So Chiefs got it done. A what team time? that hadn't won in 50 years for crying oh, out loud. Oh, like the Cavs. Uh, what time was kickoff? 6.30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit, a little bit later. It was like 6.41, I think, mm. when they officially kicked That's off. That's a something. smart thing, actually, because they used to, didn't they used to kick off what at eight, 8 o'clock? No, it's generally been around this time for a long oh, time. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Did you just have any carrots yesterday, you know, just as a meal? I had to. I had to. They were filling up my timeline, people sharing their oh, yeah. uh, uncooked carrots, and, uh, you know, you're in the mood for them, so I got the hummus out. I really enjoyed walking into the Super Bowl party I went to and yelling, does anybody have any uncooked carrots? Or where are the uncooked carrots? <laughs> Give me the peeler. Uh, what was the answer? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And there was also some baby carrots in the mix, those wet, gross baby carrots. But, oh, yeah, there were some nice, uncooked <laughs> carrots right there. Nice little prime position on the table, too. Well, your cholesterol will thank you. Yeah. There was a lot of dips, too. So you would have yeah. liked that. Yeah. You can eat. You can dip the uncooked carrot. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that, yes, I can. Okay. Just don't drown it in something yes. too sugary or salty. Yes, yes. <laughs> JD, you watch the game though. I watched the whole thing. Wow, look at you. Yeah, oh, I'm, a, I'm a football fan now. Yeah, you really are. Did I you? was I was rooting for the 49ers though. Oh, so pretty bummed. Oh, I'm sorry. Very very <laughs> bummed today. <laughs> Tragic. I don't know how you guys do it. Sports fans, they get into it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Take it personally. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was watching uh, with, you guys know, Brett Legree, who's a long, I mean, he's, he's a Chiefs fan. I mean, I don't know many Chiefs fans, but he grew up in, I believe, the Kansas City area, his family there, and they're long-time ah, suffering the great, fans. In the great state of Kansas? Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, my God. What a straight-up idiot. Uh, uh, but anyway, it was cool because I said to him, like, it was neat to see, we were all, the whole house was cheering for the Chiefs because no one else really cared who won, but you're, mm. you know, you got you have a friend cheering for a team that hasn't won in forever. You're going to, you're going to root them on with them. So uh, it was cool because I was like, hey, I just, I just experienced this with the Raptors, you know, which all was, right. which was half the amount of time as, uh, as the Chiefs were looking at here in the 50 years. So it was great. 
Awesome. Fun night. Yeah. Let's get to uh, the winners and losers of the NBA weekend, though. We'll start with winners. I'll get us started because I think I've got the most obvious one we've ever had. Damian Lillard. He's on one right now. This is wild, what he is doing. Friday night in L.A., he scored 48 points in 40 minutes. Okay. That wasn't even the best game from his NBA weekend. He follows it up on Saturday, scoring 51 points in 36 minutes over the Jazz. Lillard right now is averaging, this is not a typo, 48.8 points per game over the last six. And five of them are in wins. They beat the Warriors, the Pacers, the Rockets, the Lakers, and the Jazz. Lakers and the Jazz over the weekend. He's at 49 threes over this span. That's the most any in NBA history over a six-game stretch. And he's not just gunning away here. He's also, yeah, racking up the assists. He's averaging 10.2 assists per game over those six as well. He's averaging 45 and 10. And yes, there are the sirens. We cannot do a damn podcast without these sirens going through. It's unbelievable. Every podcast it's is an un- emergency podcast. It's, it's wild. I mean, I know we're right at the corner of a fairly busy intersection, but my goodness, every time we record. Anyway, so Lillard, yeah, also pretty damn efficient. Shooting 55% from the floor, 57% from three, and 92% from the line. This is, I know we've seen Harden go on runs like this. Obviously, back when Kobe was doing it, when uh, you know he had a depleted team and he was putting up crazy numbers, Jordan has had his fair runs as well. But this is this is very rare. I mean, we can't just take this for granted what he is doing right now. It feels like once a once a season, maybe we get a crazy scoring run from a player like this. It's been Harden in the past, like you're saying. It's been Kevin Durant, Good Jordan, Kobe. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it hasn't really been Lillard, the guy who has really taken the and the entire NBA by storm just by scoring points after points after points because. You assume he'll probably win player of the week again when it comes out today, and it's going to look like he's slacking because he averaged 52.7 points <laughs> per game last week and then just a mere 45 this week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Blazers are charging hard for that playoff spot. There's a lot of interesting teams who are coming for number eight in uh, the Western Conference, and it's really tough to pick because, like, I would love to see the Pelicans. I would love to see the Grizzlies. I would love to see Lillard get yeah, back, especially yeah. like Lillard playing against the Lakers in round one. That could be an incredible series. Um, fun to watch right now. He is this season Steph Curry easily. Yep. Yeah, it's just you just hope this doesn't count for nothing in the grand scheme of things because Lillard, playoff Lillard can do some special things. Yeah. We've seen it in the past. They've just got to get in there. And they play the Pelicans twice coming up. They've got the Grizzlies. They've also got the Jazz and the Nuggets and the Heat. So they've got a tough schedule here. They have to keep on winning if they're going to keep up the pressure on Memphis for that eighth spot. But, yeah, something about Lillard when he gets going, it's um, it, it's that cold, those eyes. He does. He's not very emotional out there. But you oh, just, it's scary. Yeah, he's yeah, in if control. If you were the opposition, I, you'd be freaking. He, uh, he, he hits some of those big shots, and they seem to be getting further and further back uh, and deeper, and, you know, defenders are coming at him, but... Uh, He's just in a zone. He sort of even said that as well. He goes, oh, I'm in a zone right he now. Said, like, <laughs> he said, quote, I've never been in this type of rhythm in my life. <laughs> I hope he shoots it from past half court. He was joking with Casey Holdall that he would do it, but Terry Stotts would hate it. But, like, when you're this hot, yeah. it's the time. Like, uh, maybe it'll just come, uh, you know, there's like 10 seconds left in a quarter, 10 seconds left in a half, or it's like you could get a better shot. But if you're wide open from 45 feet, let it rip. I feel like it's about a 50-50 proposition at this point that it's going down. Yeah, this is, uh, again, this is special what he is doing right now. I will uh, add on to this, just another winner of the weekend in unfortunate circumstances, was the Lakers-Kobe tribute on Friday night I thought was pretty beautiful. I thought they knocked it out of the park. They hit every every beat perfectly with what they did. The video tribute, amazing. Usher's performance. And then LeBron's speech. 
that guy, we don't deserve LeBron James. I mean, I don't know how he... He's obviously mourning and in grieving because he knows Kobe. We don't even know Kobe, and we're you yeah. know we're we're shook for a week. And then he's the one knowing him really well and building a relationship with him. And he's that, and he is asked to go out there not long after, of course, and just eloquently speak to a crowd, a live crowd of twenty thousand people, and then millions watching. And it's like, it's like perfect. It's I just I, again I. I don't think you can take it for granted how just tough that is to do, and he, and he just does it perfectly. I think considering the circumstances that Lakers were under, someone had to you know go into those offices last Monday and Tuesday and say, okay, guys, I mean, we have to get ready to make this tribute and to get it all right, and they nailed it. They, yeah. they got it so perfectly. Uh, they set the tone right. Everything about it was just the, the right uh, amount of grieving and, and celebration. Yeah. And can you just imagine being in those offices when they're, when they're talking about what they're going to do and everyone's in tears and shock and disbelief and it's yeah. like, you know, we, we want to make sure we get this. And, uh, and, and I just thought, I mean, you know, the Lakers, over the last five or six years, they've been a franchise that's been in chaos and disarray. But this one moment, they seemed to get right and they got uh, everything about it was just perfect. So congratulations to them considering the circumstances they were under. And then I do like that Lillard... His best Kobe tribute was going out there yeah, and getting the victory, definitely. like we talked about. Yeah, but you, I mean, what would you think of the night overall? I thought I was all cried out until Friday night. That's for <laughs> sure. I uh, had a nice tear fest by myself watching it, just uh, bawling. And then the next morning, watched it with my kids. Isla says to me, Daddy, I don't want to see you cry. I said, all right, I'll hold it in together. And then she cried when she saw LeBron James <laughs> crying. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was powerful for sure. And... You know, the way everything worked out with the Lakers game earlier in the week getting postponed, this kind of like, it felt like LeBron's speech was that it's time to move on. This is the last thing we're hearing about it, so we got to live our lives. We got to start attacking our lives, and I don't know. I I was ready to attack my life after hearing LeBron speak. The guy is going to be a Laker legend now. Um, I mean, who knows if he'll take him to a title eventually, but uh, even that speech is enough, really. Yeah. Who do you have, Trey, for a winner of the weekend if we're moving off of Lillard and the, and the Kobe tribute? There? Winner of the weekend, the Houston Rockets went 2-0 and over the weekend. No big deal. They're a good team. It happens all the time. But they did it by rolling out a bunch of Trey Kirbys. This is wild. <laughs> Nobody over 6-6 played for the Rockets this weekend. Wow. It's like the first time since, like, what, the 50s or 60s yeah, for, uh, or something Yeah, back like when that. they didn't have people that yeah. were that tall. <laughs> and against pretty decent teams, too. They played against the Pelicans, came down. Uh, to the last couple of possessions, played against the Mavericks, both playoff teams. So to be able to get that win was really impressive. It's just, uh, it just felt like, how was this finally happening for Mike D'Antoni, where he can play five out with a bunch of guys who can make threes? They're running screen and roll with Ben McLemore as the roll guy, <laughs> and he had a pretty solid game as well. You know, uh, Zion was kind of giving it to PJ Tucker in the post there, but uh, the matchups they had uh, between the Pelicans and the Mavericks, there's not really a guy who's going to kill you inside. Just posting up every single time you know in a couple of seasons probably Zion could go for 45 in the post against PJ Tucker but you're not really worried about Porzingis so perhaps it's a it's a uh, function of playing the right teams that you're able to do this you're not going to be able to play all six foot six guys in the playoffs but it was cool to watch because they're flying around. The ball is moving a lot. This is a fun Rockets team to watch when they're playing with only six foot six guys. <laughs> and it's interesting then because Woj is now reporting that Clint Capella is on the trade block. Yeah. Which is really interesting because if you look at the whole week for the Rockets, they beat the Jazz with all their tiny guys earlier in the week, brought Capella back for the Blazers, lost to the Blazers. Mm. Capella's good. Yeah. People consider him, at least when he signed his contract, the 
the third guy in their big three, you know, thinking maybe he can be a 20 and 10 guy, but he's also their most tradable asset. And if yeah. you can turn him into a decent center, because you're still going to need somebody to be at the rim. Yeah, like and you then can't another play Jokic guy. in yeah. a playoff series with the six foot six guys, right? You can't play the, uh, the Lakers. You couldn't yeah. play Jokic. Like, there's just no way. <sighs> True, but I mean, I do think you could probably go with a six foot six lineup <laughs> against maybe every other team. Yeah, yeah. Montrez Harrell would be tough to ha- to handle for sure. I, I think uh, he could run wild uh, inside, but I, I, Mike D'Antoni's got to be at least a little bit excited to be able to throw out this kind of a lineup and just really wreak havoc. Because yeah. that's what it was to me. It was just like people were flying around. This isn't the same Rockets that you're used to where one guy's pounding the ball at the top and then making whatever the right decision is, try and score or try and kick it for a three. It just looked like everybody was more involved, and it was like, how do, how do we guard all these guys that can actually move? Yeah, no, it's wild. You said Woj, the Rockets, Woj reporting that the Rockets are engaged in a three-way trade possibilities that might allow them to use Capella to gather draft assets to then acquire an impact wing player. Um, so we can take our guesses at who that mm. might be, but yeah, what a, what a wild weekend for the Rockets. Like you said, having success with the super small ball, and then, oh yeah, our center, our one big guy that we like... Uh, you might be able to get him if we can get another six or six six foot six or six foot seven guy <laughs> yeah. in return. It's just a crazy combination there that Daryl Morey likes to just roll out. Like, all right, this is working, fine. Let's 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 just make it so that it's very hard to defend and even almost hard to scout these guys because it's like no one expects to have five guys so small. You just expect to have some bigs and some smalls out there, but it uh, <laughs> hasn't been the case. Interesting though, um, against the Pelicans for the New Orleans Pelicans. Three of their players had a double-double in the game, didn't we? Uh, oh, that's a Timmy Hose line. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they yeah. nearly had four. One guy only yeah. needed one more point to get the four of them. So what do we call that? That's uh, just a busy Timmy Hose. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy season with Houston because sometimes they look awful and you think they're nowhere near contention. Yeah. And other times it's like, oh, man, this is working for them. So they're just going to run with it. And um, that's that's kind of the way it goes there with, uh, as I say, with Daryl Morey and, and Dan Tony's teams. It's like just figure something out on the fly. Yeah, those wins big too. They're thirty-one and eighteen here as of Monday morning. They're in the fifth spot, but so they would match up still hypothetically against the Jazz um, if the playoffs started. <laughs> Which you know. I would love. So they, yeah, I mean they they honestly would, but it's like pretty bunched up there. Obviously the Mavericks and OKC right on their heels on Rockets, and then you know Rockets not far behind the Jazz and even the Nuggets and the and the Clippers not too far uh, behind them. So going to be a lot of jockey in there. And you said it a long or not that long ago, I think Trey like. Just the, the, we're gonna get into the hole because these teams are so bunched together, and, and in in the East, I think as well. Just the like, mm, we got a better chance to beat them, for sure. or they have our number. Let's lose or win this game, and maybe that'll help our chances. I, there's there's gonna be some of those hijinks, I think, when we get into uh, you know late March, early April. Rockets, though, winner of the weekend. Lily, who you got? Uh, you don't have to have a perfect weekend to be a winner. Because I'm going with the Denver Nuggets for what they did on Friday night. What, not for what they did yesterday when they blew a 21-point lead to the Detroit Pistons. Oh, but You're giving the Nuggets a winner of the weekend listen, after falling to the Pistons? Listen, okay. Friday night, yeah, yeah. they came off a, a home back-to-back against Utah. They flew in. They only got in at like 3 in the morning, going to the toughest place in the league to win down early on. And then all of a sudden, just put on an incredible performance. Milwaukee has... A weakness we've seen now. The last three losses have been against Philadelphia on Christmas Day, the Spurs just after that, and now against the Nuggets. And in each game, 
They've given up a ton of threes. But they, they, get, they give up a ton of threes. I know, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, they, they, that's that, that's their, their, their defense MO. is like, all right, we're going to protect the paint. Totally. Which is Which is unusual considering the way the game is played right now. Everyone's shooting three, so you'd figure teams will try to close that out. But that's not what Milwaukee's doing. Um, and they held on. They, they, you know, this is, this is the place, this is, you know, the Bucks are the best team in the league. They've been so tough to beat at home. Denver come in and take care of them. So yep. I was very, very impressed with that. And then yesterday when they're up 21, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is a great yeah, weekend yeah. for the Pist- uh, for the uh, Nuggets. And Yeah. Ah, uh, well, you know, that's all right. <laughs> they, they definitely blew that. They would have moved into second place yeah. in the Western Conference had they beat the Pistons. Yeah. yeah. And that was an overtime loss. They now. had a chance, of course, there. But uh, I think that's one of those ones that's like, hey, we got the big win. It's a Super Bowl. Let's just go and watch, let's go and watch the Super Bowl, guys. I don't know. I'm trying to make an excuse. And they're still shorthanded, uh, but Jokic was uh, brilliant again. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, yeah, he he just turns it on after November. Once he gets November out of the out of his system, he's great. So uh, give the Nuggets a win because I think I think yesterday's loss was probably the mo- one of their most unexpected losses. But Friday night's win was was probably their best win of the year yeah. I would say they, they beat the Lakers in LA by 24 but I think this one was bigger just considering the circumstances and their depth as yeah. well that back to back Thursday Friday Jazz yeah. and then Bucks that's that's well, that's tough and to get both of those wins that's huge but ooh, still yeah. uh, that Pistons yeah. one that one, <laughs> I don't know mate yeah. that, that sounds like a man on Sunday uh, early afternoon that was like alright I'm I giving saw, it to the dock already see you later I saw it I saw it they're up 21 and I'm like ah oh, yeah they're not going to blow it and then you just yeah. come on <laughs> anyway, I'll try, I'll try to fit the story around what happened on Friday night. <laughs> well, Shout out to uh, Thanasis uh, and Giannis for starting uh, Greek right. Heritage Night, Friday night. Right. The first uh, pair of brothers, Greek brothers, to start in the game. So, congratulations, guys. Yeah, another little mini winner. I got yeah. some more mini winners, if you want to call them that. I got to give the Raptors some love. The Raptors won 11 straight games. Uh, now, this has been the easiest part of their schedule, there is no doubt, but... Uh, they hammered the Bulls in the second half on Sunday. They, the Raptors are uh, the Raptors always. I mean, someone would have to fact check me on this, but it, it feels like they always play on Super Bowl Sunday. They always have one of those like two or three o'clock starts. Um, I think they've won their last four on Super Bowl Sunday, so they play well, and then they go watch the Super Bowl together. Um, but it was a close game against the Bulls, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we're better than this team," and <laughs> scored them sixty-nine to like thirty-nine yeah, yeah, in the yeah, second yeah, half. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, just a beatdown. Um, but Bad news for the Raps. I'll slip it in here. They got these wins, or that win on uh, on Sunday, and then some of these prior without some of their guys again. I mean, they've just they can't catch a break here. Um, having full squad with this team, despite all the wins that they've racked up. Norman Powell broke his ring finger on his left hand in Friday's win at Detroit. He's out indefinitely. And then Marcus Gasol, we we talked about it at the end of last week, but he missed his third straight game. He's got the sore left hamstring, um, so he's out indefinitely as well. These are two important pieces. Norman Powell's. This is the best he's ever played mm-hmm. this season. I mean, he had the injury, too, this year with the shoulder, I believe it was. Um, but, man, he was on fire there for a stretch. He was the best he's ever played. Uh, to the point where people were like, man, do the Raptors need to trade him? Like, super, like his trade value is super high right now? When Eric Kareem was here, he was saying that contract was like, uh, it's a good contract, it's a bad contract, good contract, bad yeah. contract. It was definitely on the upswing oh. again this, this season. But, uh, yeah, frustrating for him because, it, it, yeah, playing so well now, a couple of injuries just knock him out. But uh, Well, and he might not have a spot when he gets back to the lineup because Terrence Davis is apparently <laughs> awesome now. 31, <laughs> six threes, 12 for 15, not bad. Yeah, this guy's something else. So the Raptors somehow are finding these guys um, continually. This ties a team record, by the way, the Raptors. have never won more than 11 games in a row. So they'll have a chance to uh, to break this. Uh, they've done this – 
twice before where they've had an 11-game win streak, and then they're uh, they're at 11 right now. What do you think about old Galaxy Brain Boylan calling a timeout <laughs> there with about one second remaining in the game to tutor his player? And yeah, drawing up a play as well. <laughs> that was Jack Armstrong was not happy. Oh, oh yeah, Raptors. Get me out of here. Yeah, Raptors uh, color commentator Jack Armstrong, big football fan. He was not happy. He had Super Bowl plans to get to. He wanted to see Demi Lovato sing the anthem, man. Uh, Damn, Boylan, what are you doing wasting everybody's time? Uh, a couple other <laughs> little winners of the weekend. The All-Star NBA, I should say, announced on Friday that every player at the All-Star game, so Team Giannis is going to wear number 24 uh, in honor of Kobe Bryant. Every jersey will have number 24, and every player on Team LeBron will wear number 2 to honor Kobe's daughter, Gianna. That's the number she wore when she was playing. So uh, we thought this would happen. Now we thought at the time it might be 24 versus 8. This is even cooler, in my opinion. Definitely. Going with the 24 and 2. So we're going to see that. And uh, one more sort of uh, all-star related here. we got some reports this weekend. Chris Haynes breaking some news that the three-point contest may be my favorite event from All-Star Weekend. It's, I mean, I'm a big dunk contest guy. But you know <laughs> what I love about it? it? It's never bad. It's always entertaining, the three-point contest. That's the thing. Uh, the dunk contest, at, when it's at its best, is like by far mm-hmm. the best. But, man, we've seen some rough ones. But three-point contest, we got some, uh, some guys going in it here. Kingsguard Buddy Heald has accepted an invitation to compete. He's hit 184 threes this yeah. year, Buddy has already. Third in the league to uh, Harden and Dame, who are just above him. But he's averaging 20.3 points per game. So he's in. Lillard says he's a go. He's in this, and Trey Young has also accepted an invitation. So, pretty good little start right there, I would say. Healed Lillard and Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Obviously, need some more. Nets sharpshooter Joe Harris. He is the defending champ, you might remember. He's still mulling whether to accept his invitation. Why? What? You shouldn't get an option. It's like you're back in, you've got to defend. You're also Joe Harris. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Go in it. Yeah. Yep. And, and defend it. I'm with you on that, Lee. Luca has yet to commit to the event. And Luca yes. is out with an ankle injury. Trey Young also hurt his ankle. I mean, hopefully this doesn't have an effect on some of these guys because we're, what, less than two weeks out mm-hmm. from All-Star Weekend. Yeah, Doncic, uh, yeah, I guess his status for the entire weekend is up in the air right now. Yeah. With that ankle, they're saying, missing up to six games. So that's going to so take that's gonna him. So that's going to put him right up the answer, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and you, you figure the Mavericks would not want him doing too much. Yep. You know, I mean, if he was going to do one thing, he'd probably just be in the All-Star game and, you know, scrap the... The rookie game, the sophomore game, and uh, and the three-point shootout, and just do that, you would think. But yeah. who knows? Hopefully, he's uh, ready to go. Related tweet, speaking of these All-Star Weekend festivities from Shams this morning. Milwaukee's Pat Connaughton has committed to inv- to his invite for the dem- NBA dunk contest. So he's in. Pat Connaughton. The Pat Connaughton. Let Pat he can dunk. throw down. He can yeah. throw down. Um, Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, Derek Jones Jr., and now Pat Connaughton. And this was interesting in Shams' tweet. He said... He listed those guys so far set. So far, the key words. I've been saying it for a long time that I hope they expand the dunk contest field. That, that I don't know, leads me to believe those very choice words there so far from Shams that there might be one or two more coming in this thing. Yeah, and when you were getting very excited about the possibility of it being expanded, I'm sure you were thinking we got to get Connaughton in there. <laughs> get my man Pat. I mean, I'm not, like you said, I'm not angry with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, um. He's had some nice dunks in the game. So, but that doesn't always mean you're a good contest dunker. Yeah, like I'm a little worried it could be, uh, who was it? Chase, um, was it Buttinger? Chase Buttinger? Yeah. yeah, like could he be pretty Chase Buttinger-like? Who was... I mean, I don't really remember his dunks. I know he did a white man can't jump yeah. sort of throwback, but it was nothing 
there's definitely nothing memorable. Uh, but who knows? Yeah, he's got ups. Sure. He, he's, he's got the hops, and I still think we're getting one or two more. I mean, again, fingers crossed. God, I hope Zach Levine still goes in this thing, despite not making the All-Star game. Oh, man. If they expand it to, like, six or eight and Zach and Levine he's not is still it. not in it, uh, get a whole bunch of Connaughtons in here. Yeah, yeah, that'd be rough. Okay, so those were some mini winners. Let's get to the losers of the weekend. Lee, why don't you get us started? Who you got? I'm going to Saturday night, and it's Joel Embiid slash the Philadelphia 76ers against the Celtics. Uh, this is the fourth meeting, and the Sixers have won all three going in mm-hmm. to this season. In the second quarter, Philadelphia cut the uh, first quarter deficit down to eight, so it was a tight game. But then in the start of the third quarter, six of their first eight field goals were threes, and two of them only came from Joel Embiid. He also had another mid-ranger, but really, this is why they're a loser. They upset and disappointed Hubie Brown on the side <laughs> he was not happy no he wasn't because they you know they, they made a run and it was a key moment of the game that if they could get this back to within a possession or two you know Philadelphia again they've, they've beaten Boston convincingly this season Embiid had been great against Philadelphia uh, against Boston in a couple of those games yep. but instead he settled and Hubie wanted him down there on the block using that bulk using that boost but he, but he didn't do it, and it just kind of the Celtics kind of extended this game out to sort of double digits, then to teens, and then it got I think it got to about twenty in the end. And I think I think Philadelphia just you know they they lived and died by the three, and and it cost and they them. They were sloppy. Oh, yeah, they were, they, the first half was atrocious. Yeah, just giving them the ball. And and Boston <laughs> Boston played a great game in that second half, but I think Philadelphia made it a, a little easier for them because you know they they just didn't execute the way they should have. And and again, when you miss a couple of those threes, it's okay, but. Corkman, uh, oh, Corkman, the Corkman, Corkman, <laughs> Corkman. <laughs> he missed one as well. Horford missed one. Horford then got in foul trouble and had to sit down. But uh, when you upset Hubie Brown, you're a loser of the weekend, yeah. no matter what it is you do. And so. this was like this wasn't the Celtics like hitting 18, 19 threes in this game, and it, they had no Kemba, and Gordon Hayward had a brutal game. Like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum played well, but mm-hmm. like my point is like. They only hit eight threes, and they still sort of embarrassed them. It wasn't just like one of those fluke games where Marcus Smart, you know, whatever, hits eight threes, mm-hmm. nine threes. You're like, oh, well, one of those weird Marcus Smart games. Like, this was a good quality win from the Celtics, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, Sixers, man, they are they are weird. They're, they are so weird. I mean, will they do something here as we lead up to the deadline on Thursday? You started to see Al Horford getting a little bit of criticism over the weekend. Uh, he There was a big write-up by Tim Bontemps at ESPN. Um, basically discussing how Horford is one of the most versatile defenders we've seen, a guy who just fits into any system, and he's having trouble fitting in with the Sixers. Uh, You wonder if they wish they would have used that money on more pieces in other ways, you know, get a little bit more depth in places that can help. But then you see Horford with Simmons, and it's like a perfect fit. But Horford next to Embiid with Simmons is where they seem to – lack an understanding for how to just fit together on the court. And, and it doesn't help when Horford can't hit a shot. Like, he can't yeah. hit a three to save his life. I mean, he has to he has to give you some shooting mm-hmm. uh, with when, in that lineup with Simmons and Embiid. And he, like, it, I don't know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know it's like catch-and-shoot threes are atrocious in those lineups. He just, especially since the new year, he can't hit a shot. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, you're right. I mean, yeah, he's out there for the defense and he's a bit of a playmaker at times. And you can run things through him, but he's sort of like, when he's out there with those guys... You're going to get looks. You're going to get open looks, and he can't hit them. You he's can't hit them at all. He's supposed to be the spacer for them. I know. You know? But, uh, yeah, he, he's had a rough season. He hasn't yeah. found that spot. And he is the sort of guy we thought, he's professional, he's been around, he knows how to just find his way into a lineup. But it hasn't been there this season for Philadelphia. So, But then you wonder, like, well, do you need Horford to help your chances to beat the Bucks in a playoff series if mm. you're to run into right. him? And, like, do you hold on him just for that, like, sort of – 
like Mark Gasol like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can slow that guy down, which is, there's probably some truth to, but uh yeah, they're a, I think it's one of the most fascinating teams if the 76 are sort of panic at all i guess maybe it's not even panicking just like sort of like wising up and going i don't know if this is really going to get us to a title here this type of construction with our squad they're a team to watch this week for sure yeah uh who do you have for uh actually one more thing about that i just thought this was an interesting tweet from i saw from andrew doxy 2018-19 celtics they were predicted to win the east they stumbled into a middle seed and they went three and one against the sixers in the season series the 2019-20 76ers predicted to win the east Stumbling right now into a middle seed, went three and one against the Celtics in the season series. Very, very odd, right hmm. there. A shout out to at Andrew Doxy uh, comparing last year's Celtics, oddly, to this year's Sixers, and just sort of how disappointing, but then having success against maybe one of the other better teams in the conference. Okay, sorry. Who do you got for uh, loser of the weekend? I don't know. I don't know if this is necessarily a loser okay. um, because I do like some of the content that came out of it. But we got the rising stars rosters on Friday. Almost as soon as we were done recording. Yep. That's how it happens. Yeah. The world team, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, DeAndre Ayton, R.J. Barrett, Brandon Clark, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Rui Hachimura, Svi Mikhailuk. Welcome back, buddy. Yep. Josh Okoji and Mo Wagner. The USA team, Miles Bridges, Wendell Carter Jr., injured, replaced yeah. by Zion Williamson, Devontae Graham, Tyler Hero, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Eric Paschal, P.J. Washington, Trey Young. A lot of our favorite players that we thought, you know, they could be in the all-star conversation, but they're not really. But they still get to come and play in this Rising Stars game. A couple of questions I have. Why even put Luka Doncic and Trey Young on the roster? You're just taking up spots. They're not going to play in a Rising Stars game if they're starting the all-star game. You don't think so? We've had, Simmons has done yeah. it. That's fine. But Players it's like, oh, start, starting, yeah, true. Starting you're is you're in the big game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you should, if you're in the big game, you should be ineligible for this game, well, okay. in my okay. opinion. Yeah, okay, yeah you have risen to being yeah. an all-star. You're not rising anymore. Okay. okay um, also weird, Wendell Carter Jr. on the team, despite the fact that he's injured, instantly replaced with Zion Williamson. Just put Zion in the game. Yeah, I guess I you're just trying to give Chicago, throw him a little bone because they have had nobody selected for anything so far. So I guess you just put him in there so that he gets the honorific. Uh, so uh, maybe maybe they did it too because why they would care at all but like the idea of like this guy's only played four or five games when it was announced yeah. and they're like people are like oh like I saw some people like how's he in this game he's barely played it's like are you serious like you wouldn't want Zion in this exactly, game exactly you're an idiot if you think that way come on this is the the most pointless thing of all the things <laughs> at All Star Weekend and you don't want Zion in there because he has played he's only played four games give me a break yeah. you thought this might be the most pointless thing but Spencer Dinwiddie was asked about not being an All Star this year and he said well they didn't invite me back after I won the skills yeah, challenge so funny. complaining about a skills challenge snub <laughs> is even lower I think than the okay. Rising Star snub but there were people complaining and these were incredible complaints yeah. Matisse Thibel who should have been a rising star. Yes. I agree. His agent, Eric Goodwin, submitted a statement to Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes compl- complaining that he didn't make the team. Matisse plays to win. He does what his team needs of him. He's happy for every player that made the Rising Stars game. Liar. But I would be lying if I didn't say he was pretty disappointed. He's one of the league's top defenders and is amongst the league's leaders in steals and blocks from the guard position. Whew. Sad reminder that defense no longer has substance in the new NBA. Excellent complaint. Agree with everything. Yeah. The last line is a banger. Shame on the league's 
ass assistant coaches. <laughs> Capital ass. Are you kidding me? Oh <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. Somehow not even the most important or hilarious complaint. That comes from the New Orleans Pelicans' Jackson Hayes. Yo, this is all I'm going to say on the subject, bro, because all y'all want to keep saying is, oh, you should have made it. Yeah, I should have, bro, but I didn't. So, I mean, it is what it is. The NBA can really suck my for all I care. I hope y'all see this video, by the way, and find me. I work in a fucking political league that's all about politics, and it is what it is. Oh, my goodness. I wonder how long it took for, for David Griffin or someone to alert David Griffin oh, what was going on. Well, he hopes they see the video. Yeah. Hope you saw it. I mean, poor oh, man. That was rough. He issued an apology, yeah. a groveling apology, but yeah. uh, the damage was done there. I mean, you know, you can be angry. Players have been angry, and, and, and you know, you talk about... Uh, the last one there as well, you know, Matisse Thibel there. But wow, when Jackson, when I saw that, I'm just like, oh my God, you, who's, who, someone, I don't know, if it's agent, friends, family, someone should have said, no, don't. Oh, what he are probably you doing? Did it. He's a kid, man. Yeah. He's a kid. Was, yeah. That was like on, it looked like it was yeah. on Instagram story <laughs> yeah, or, exactly. or Snapchat cool. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta send that one to the close friends. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. They're not gonna screen cap you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, I mean, look, we got the world versus USA format with this Rising Stars, which is totally fine. I mean, it's not even the world anymore. It's Team Canada. Let's, 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 come on, let's talk about it. We got like four or five Canadians <laughs> on that team, baby. Um, but there are just so many. Like, I didn't think it was that difficult making the world one at all. It's like, ah, uh, there's about ten guys. It's yep. like uh, you're like even stretching to like take a Mo Wagner, maybe even like as the as the tenth guy or whatever. The USA one. When you're picking from the last two years of guys, there are just too, way too many. Like, there are going to be snubs yeah. like this. Because, like, you know, like, well, Terrence Davis second. I mean, he could have warranted, obviously, a look. And Kobe White, I think, you know, stuff like that. And not that he's, like, killing it by any means. But um, there's just too many guys to, yeah. to pick from. But Respond like Terrence Davis did on Sunday. Yeah, go out and, <laughs> and, and put up 31. And, yeah. And, and then have Twitter saying, uh, forget the rising star snub. It's a straight-up all-star game snub <laughs> for Terrence Davis II. I am. I will say the biggest shock, uh, uh, seriously, with the Rising Stars roster, I couldn't believe uh, Sekou um, Dumbuya was not picked for the world team. Mm. I just couldn't believe it because the NBA doesn't really care about, like, well, what's this? I guess the assistant coaches maybe do because they're picking him. Excuse but, me, assistant coaches. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just put exciting, young, well, like... they took a piston, guy. too. Sweet. Yeah, and yeah. who's actually, I mean, whatever. He's got fine numbers and stuff like that, but I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. I just put him in for entertainment reasons alone. But, um, yeah, I actually never knew it was the assistant coaches that did this either. I don't know. I thought it was head, the league. I always thought it was the league. Yeah. Has this always been the case? I don't know. I guess no one cares enough to really nah. look into it. Uh, all right, so, yeah, I love that one. The Rising Stars snubs. And we're getting all angry about it. I'll throw uh, one or two more in here just quickly. Kyrie Irving. Uh, unfortunately, a loser of the weekend. His knee is because he had a monster game on Friday night. He goes for, you know, a season high 54 points in a victory over the Bulls. He was unstoppable. He didn't miss a shot in the first half. That had that crazy uh, sequence to end that first half. It was awesome. Just a wicked night. You know, the Mamba mentality, paying tribute to Kobe in his own way. But then on Saturday, he his knee buckles. He gets sort of tangled up with Bradley Beal going for a, for a rebound, and it looked bad. It looked really bad because his right knee just was like caught in a in a compromising position, and Beal collapsed on it. He lied on the ground. He was grabbing at it. Now the good news is 
you know, they got the MRI done on Sunday morning, confirmed the initial diagnosis of a medial ligament sprain. So he's going to be out for a week at least, and then they're going to, you know, look at it again. But uh, so that that's good because it looked worse. I mean, you can hear someone. I don't know if it's a referee or another player when he's on the ground. If you watch the clip, you can hear somebody say, are you okay? And he's like shaking his head no. And you're like, oh, boy. Um, but just sucks because he, you know, he had basically just come back too. He hasn't played a ton this year. And then you get that Kyrie game like we saw on Friday night. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy, what? He's got it going. It's just must-watch oh, yeah. TV. And then this happens. And so, I mean, will we even see him before the All-Star break? Unlikely, I would say. Yeah, because they're saying he'll be reevaluated yeah. in a week. So yeah. I, don't, I, I, I don't think we see him yeah. until the second half I, of the season. I'm guessing based on that, he's out at least two or three weeks uh, of playing time anyway. So that's a bummer. And uh, one more here. Mini loser to burnt popcorn. Mm. Do you guys see this? At Clutch Fans, uh, sharing over the weekend, this tweet. The popcorn machine in the Rockets Club section caught fire, and a burned smell has filled what seems like a good portion of the Toyota Center. They've opened doors to the outside trying to air out the place. (laughs) That tweet, go look it up, at Clutch Fans. Someone attached the video of the popcorn machine on fire. It's crazy, Dad. Wow. It is like... Everybody seems really chill, yeah. too, for this yeah. thing being on as <laughs> no big a fire as it no is. No one's like, stay back, stay back, you know, anything. People and just by like, the way, why can't the fire trucks scream through here in the background <laughs> right now when I'm talking about burnt popcorn? Get your timing right, guys. Um, yeah, isn't it? It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like people would just walk up there and order something. They're playing it so cool around this flaming, wow, it's actually a Cheetos popcorn machine, a Flaming Hot Cheetos uh, popcorn machine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, burnt popcorn. One of the most powerful smells out there. Nora gets so upset with me if I make popcorn. And I, I do not like to leave any kernel, uh, you know, left behind. Or, <laughs> no kernel or, left behind, right? yeah, sure. Like, I like to push it. There's no doubt. I, I'm adding a couple 10 or 15 seconds more because I want everybody to join in the party. But then you risk that little burnt popcorn smell. But I, I can burn one kernel and Nora can smell it instantly and be like, well, the whole bag's ruined. <laughs> I'm like, come on. She's, she's like, like a char. She's huh? like a beagle at the airport, you know? Yeah. They can smell anything yeah. a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had a lot of experience with popcorn. I used to work at a Jumbo Video, which is uh, was a, you know, a video rental chain. Yes, people used to rent videos at a store. And we had the popcorn machine. That was Jumbo Video's thing. You make a batch, end of the night, put it all back in a tub, Tupperware tub. Slide it under the counter next morning, throw it in there, maybe make another fresh batch and mix it up. But, oh, we were recycling popcorn left How and right. How old do you think the oldest corn is? Well, a corn. Weak, a corn. But I mean, like, like. We never threw it out, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, I would almost hope you're not making a new batch on top of it. Because right, you'll never right. get finally to the very bottom I of don't it. ever remember throwing out that popcorn. <laughs> I actually don't mind stale popcorn. That's the, the strange That's part. That's true. That's I don't true. Mind it. It's not terrible. No. Um, you popping bags at home or are you going to. Uh, like in a pan. Uh, we pop bags. Yeah. Not proud. No, I'm not proud of it because uh, growing up, growing up, my mom yeah. would do it on the stove. I'm a pan yeah. popper as yeah. well. Are yeah. you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, good for you. Much yeah. cheaper too. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, man. We got so many kernels in the house. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love popcorn. Now I'm thinking about popcorn. Because I, I will. That's the other thing, Nora and I. We, we disagree on a lot of popcorn, uh, you know, opinions. Because I like if popcorn, we bet. very divisive. If we, there, yeah. if we pop a bag of popcorn. <laughs> And we only eat half of it. I, I roll it up and say, just leave it. I'm going to eat that. I like stale popcorn. Sure. My dad does as well. And she just like, she's like, you're not going to eat that. You're not, there's no way you're going to eat that. So then she's always wanting to throw it out. It's like, oh, I can't do a big fight about that. Yeah. 
I just wish at uh, arenas they wouldn't make the one bag size only for popcorn. Just make it smaller. Because when we went to the Hawks and Raptors game a couple of weeks ago yeah, with yeah. my seven-year-old, just one bag of popcorn, it's like a gigantic I bag. agree. Why, why do we have to do that? No, nah, just make it small. And make it small and allow us to come back exactly. and get more popcorn. It's not that hard. Because you try to stop a seven-year-old when he's just like, it, it's just like a machine. Oh, it's yeah. just non-stop, you know, water, What's popcorn, that salt? water, yeah. popcorn, water. And at the end, I just said, I said, right, that's enough. You've had enough. That's enough. Yeah. We're getting uncooked carrots. Yeah. <laughs> a bag of uncooked carrots. Do you like those in small, medium, or large size? <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, there could be a little market for that, you know? So have a, you know, buy some popcorn, get a couple of carrots with you as well. Basically like French fries. Yeah. Wouldn't feel so bad. It's there a could, small market. Could be a, a market. Very small <laughs> <market>. <laughs> hey, carrots are having a moment right now. Well, yeah, because, because of you, because of you, uncooked carrots had a big moment this weekend. I can't disagree with that. All right, so those are our winners and losers from the NBA weekend. Let us know who we missed. Hit us up on Twitter hashtag No Dunks at No Dunks Inc. JD, you got tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Right. Tweet of the night comes to us from the Hollywood Reporter. Pop superstars J-Lo and Shakira united for a dance-heavy halftime show that included such hits as Lopez's Waiting for Tonight and Shakira's Hips Don't Lie at the Super Bowl, where they also took a moment to honor Kobe Bryant. Now, I watched the halftime show, and I was looking. I, I knew I had read that something was coming, and I totally missed it, I have to admit. But it was there what? during, yeah, during a quieter moment when JLo's daughter was singing loud. Yeah. There was an overhead shot of what I thought was the woman's symbol because it's Same. a big circle yes. and then there's a cross. Apparently that was lit up in gold, which I saw, yeah. and purple. Okay. But huh, so that was okay. that was it. So, a minor, so, minor. so it was they did something before the game. They like, did. Yeah. yeah. They for all um, the victims. The they league. stood. Each team stood on the twenty-four yard That's line, right. and there was a moment of silence. And there were many tributes, like Sherman showed up in uh, Bryant jersey and, yeah. and all yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was easy to miss. Not only because it was subtle, but also there was a lot happening at that moment because we had, you know, J Lo's daughter, who I was like did not know that was JLo's no. daughter going who who's the girl singing yeah. and uh wait Shakira's playing the drums and wait <laughs> that's the Puerto Rican flag and yep. they're singing born in the USA which is cool yeah. so there was all that stuff happening oh, there was within a lot going on. yeah so i thought it was a great uh a great halftime show so i think most you guys think? people did oh i thought it was awesome yeah like i'm actually amazed there's like blowback to it like, because there's some people like, no, it was boring or it sucked. Like, what? I mean, what are you talking about? It was nonstop. And they nailed it. I mean, like, and like just the choreography alone oh was mind-boggling. God. It was great. Like, my favorite part was it was right sort of at the start of when J-Lo started doing her bit. And they like, it was almost like a shout out to Cheer, the awesome Netflix series, where like they raised her up mm. and they raised a bunch of them up and then they were doing like that cool like rocking. That just looked yeah. wicked. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. Saw a lot of tweets saying it's one of the greatest all time, the best since Prince. Wow. I mean, I couldn't remember. I mean, yeah. Like, I do think this one will be memorable. And that's uh, the thing is uh, if you're a memorable Super Bowl halftime performance, then you're one of the best mm. because it's easy to forget. Like we were talking on the way in, Skeets. 
Maroon 5 was last uh, That was one last I remember not liking. I do remember honest, uh, yeah. Adam Levine popping his shirt off yes. at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also yeah, don't I mean, like the choreography. It was wicked. Yeah. Um, th- it was great. I-, I enjoyed it. We watched it again this morning. It was like a... It was like a Vegas show, mm-hmm. really, yeah. when, you, when you think about it. And nothing wrong with that. There's a reason those sell out nonstop. And they have so many hits, too. It was, uh, I like the pace of it all. Lee, you're missing out on this, man. <laughs> I'll check it out. It's probably on YouTube, I'm sure. Oh, oh we yeah. watched yeah. it. We yeah. were at the Super Bowl party, watched it. We got home, and Nora's like, we got to watch it again. And we're like, all right, let's fire it up again. And, you know, because like, people are talking. Sure. And, and you're like, all right, let's really, really watch it. Just as good the second time. You're going to enjoy it. I think it's definitely on YouTube. About 15 minutes long, Lee. Yeah. 14, banger after 14, banger 25, after banger, yeah. man. 22 million views it's had already on oh my goodness. YouTube. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know why, why some people are upset or what they were... I don't know what they wanted. Because it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, I know. You're right. People complain about everything. I thought you were going to come in here on a Monday morning and say, uh, eh, Shakira, not that hot anymore or something like that. Some craziness that you would pull out of your, pull out of your ass, but you didn't even watch it. No. No, I know. Right. <laughs> I was watching indie. <laughs> which which end were you watching? Well, we started with um, Last Crusade and then uh, went to Temple of Doom. Wait, that's a totally weird order. <laughs> yeah, well, because I was, I was nursing my seven-year-old on the couch, and so I just put on something. I didn't know if he was going to... He was in and out of, like, being asleep and awake. He so was, I put on Last Crusade first. He was suckling first. from your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just stroking his oh, head. He was just... He, he was, was not just, feeling well. No, right? he had an awful day oh, yesterday. I'm sorry about that. So uh, I put on uh, I put on Last Crusade and then uh, and then I had so much fun I thought all right I'm putting on Temple of Doom Temple of Doom's a great movie I mean yeah it's fine it's a great it's movie Have, has he ever watched Goonies not yet oh, no no come on no. let's talk I don't know he's seven I don't know what I think he needs to be a bit older for Goonies doesn't he No way no, no? no that's like hey. the wheelhouse we're talking that was, yeah what was it Handle Raiders or one of well those. but yeah see I mean he didn't really he didn't really watch it he watched you know he was watching it sort of in and out of mm. dozy. So what are you so. saying? The Goonies would be too scary for him? No, I'm just saying, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I, just, I guess. No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I definitely want him to watch it, though. That was a That's a great movie. <laughs> I, I love Shout out to Josh Brolin. He's in it. He were, sure is. Were, and Sean Astin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe... Couldn't go back to the Nuggets. Too busy watching <laughs> a couple of 35-year-old movies. <laughs> you mean the Super Bowl? No, 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 no. Yeah. All right, so a uh, good tweet of the night there. Let's hear from you guys. Are you a fan of uh, Shakira and J-Lo's performance? Let us know if you liked it or disliked it. All right, let's uh, let's start a new Pick'em contest, and uh, let's ask Alexa, I mean Tass here, what's tonight's Pick'em game? I just couldn't stay away from you guys. I miss you way too much. I had a kid, so I'm taking a few days off to be at home. But really, I'm just afraid of my January pick'em punishment. Ooh, I get the shivers just thinking about it. On to February. Not losing this one. Our first game is a toughie, though. Spurs at Clippers. And the Clippers are favored by 10 and a half. They got to win by 11 or more to win this game. It's on NBA TV, and it's the first game of the annual Spurs rodeo trip. They got to get the heck out of town because the rodeo's coming to their building. They do feel good, though. They've won two in a row. The Clips played with Kawhi and Paul George on Saturday. They won by 12 over the Wolves. That's the first time that those two have played together in three weeks, so I'm sure they're feeling good. They're 2-1 and one against the Spurs this season, so the Spurs have won outright, so maybe that spread's way too big, but I'm taking them anyways. Give me the Clippers. What you got? 
what you got? Chaz, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been going that long. You know what we're doing here? Okay, uh, he's got the clips. I like it. Got to win by 11 or more. The line's 10 and a half for big line. big line. I'm going to take the Spurs to cover that yeah, line. Yeah, me too. I'm taking the Spurs as well. Same. Wow. I'm also a Spursman. All right, Tass is either going to be up 1-0. When we get in here tomorrow, he's going to be trailing immediately. Um, Tass, the only one taking the clips. Everybody else taking the spurs. Nice to hear his voice. Hopefully we'll have Tass back, well, maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. Whenever he's ready, take your time, Tassie, new daddy Tassie. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. If you're not a member of The Athletic, what the hell's wrong with you? Get in the game. Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. This is going to be an interesting week, I think, here. For the crew, because we've got the trade deadline, got some things in store. We got a few bonus podcasts coming your way. Like I said, we'll be stepping on the beach, so make sure you are subscribed to No Dunks wherever you subscribe to the show, because we might even have hell an emergency podcast here or there. Who Ooh. knows? You know, love gets traded, drumming gets traded, Capella gets traded. We might have to just fire it up and do an emergency podcast. So again, subscribe to the show. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Embrace the day, people. You could stay, ooh, every day.